Hi, beauty. I'm so grateful you were led to this podcast. I'm your host, Miranda. Hi. I'm a wife, coach, and mom to four world changers. And this is the Recalibrating Hearts podcast. It's my heart that in this space, you would encounter the love of the Father and receive downloads, revelations, and solutions for partnering with God in your breakthrough. You'll also hear how we're building our family, powerful prayers and declarations for you, and ways to incorporate natural solutions for whole health. I think it's time to normalize spiritual breakthrough and walk in freedom with whole hearts. Holy Spirit, you get full permission to recalibrate our hearts. Let's go. back with another episode. Welcome back, listeners. I just need to open this one up in prayer because this is going to be the raw, the vulnerable, the deep, the process of grief, or at least how I process it anyway. So Holy Spirit, you get full permission to have your way in this episode. Anoint my words, anoint my lips, anoint my heart. Thank you for this opportunity to walk through what I've been walking through lately and just to be able to express it on this platform, but also, Lord, that you would just find the right people, the right listeners that need the nuggets that heaven wants to say today in Jesus' name. Well, I just sure appreciate you guys. I sure appreciate this platform and this place just to be able to process through stuff and Again, since I'm like so new at it, I just thought I went through a really hard thing a couple weeks ago and I feel like incomplete if I don't, I need water, hang on. I feel incomplete if I don't process it out here because I just think I need to. And maybe it's because my friend Steph the other day who recently went through almost like a similar thing, she was like, our podcast is part of our legacy, Miranda. And if you're not following Stephanie um, Gas, it's the Stephanie Gas show. Look her up because she's one of the most inspirational, powerful women of God that I know. And I'm just so grateful to call her my friend. <clears throat> and here's, here's me. I'm going to be clear my throat because tonight was a night of chocolate for dinner. Has anyone had chocolate for dinner? Does anyone feel me right now? I had a client call at 6.30. Well, the yummy enchilada bake was in the oven at like 6. And my husband, Fred, can feed our fam. And I was like, well, I had a strawberry smoothie. And then that was earlier. And then there's this like wonderful thing called Chalk Zero Keto Chocolate. I don't even have any like affiliations with them. Yum. That's all I have to say. So that was my dinner. So here we go. Now we have the cough. But anyway, the clearing of the throat. So here we are. Obviously, I'm a teen nervous, but I'm going to call this the process of grief because I recently lost my friend Ida May 7th. And I wanted to share, man, love you, Ida. I wanted to share on the process of grief pertaining to me, but also, I guess, a few tips to get through grief or how I got through grief. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I hope this blesses somebody. Um, 
man, this girl was a pillar, is, and will always be a pillar in our society, in our community. The picture of health and wellness, okay? The picture of health and wellness. We're talking loved what she did, loved her family deeply, loved the community. Her parents are such two wonderful people that I'm so grateful to call my friends. And it's just like Ida was... A lot of people looked up to her. In fact, our community is grieving, if that even says anything. And this isn't like a memorial to her, but because her sisters and husband and family did it so well, um, her obituary and her memorial and celebration of life. But this is more just me processing through. I just lost such a dear friend. And like, what do I do now? And as I was... This was the type, so a group of us warriors, prayer warriors, um, she she passed due to cancer. And that's one of those things where you like never, you never wouldn't guess. I know people say this, but until you really go through it, now it's like real to me. You never, ever would think it was her. In a million years, never touched sugar for like maybe 10, 15. I don't remember the last time she had sugar. Health and wellness, like competed in competitions before. She was in the military. She was a battlefield medic in the military in in high school track. She held the record, I think, for 10 years, Um, but I won't. I'm not 100% on that, but she was, like, super athletic, super healthy. We're talking super healthy. And, like, her life was poured out, and she her life was lived to help other other people through their health issues. And even listening to the videos women sent in, oh, my goodness, on this is how I had to change my life. This is how I was like, I'll never know someone else like her ever again. So a year ago or so, she finally let, um, let like me into her world of pain that way. And me and a group of warriors and many people from around the United States, probably the world, um, many people started praying for her. And we're like, we got this. We got this. Like God's got this. And Again, this is like raw and real. So you're just walking through the process with me and I'm just going to walk this out because I did not, of course, practice this. I don't practice my podcast. I don't, I have notes in front of me, just bullet points to keep me on track because of the grief. But I just, yeah. So anyway, so a year ago or so, and I just was like, can you let me in? Can you let me in? And she shared her, her process, her pain, cancer, all that. And I just remember being like, can I just come over? Can I come over? And she was more private, so she was like, yeah, no. <laughs> and after my much persistence, much, she's like, yes. And so I was like let into her world of pain. I was let into her world. She was like, this is not beating me. I'm going to stay here for me and my children, her amazing, beautiful children, and her husband. And I was like, yeah, me neither. I'm, I'm going to take your side. And God, would you give her, would you give her 50, 50 more years? Like, would you give her more years? Like, just like in the Bible, and I can't remember if it's Nehemiah, Zephaniah, whoever, turn back, like, stop the clock, right? Give him the, give, give him more years. So I'm like, Lord, would you please give him more years? And I, did I hear a yes? No, I don't know. It's faith. So I just held on to my faith. And we walked, me and the warriors and the many people praying, praying for her, walked her through and basically probably kept her alive for a year um, or so. And Near the end, I just want to share the end and then some pointers of how I positioned my heart for this. And I feel like I can hold this together because, you know, we prayed. Holy Spirit, help. So 
we go through and she goes to Arizona, Mexico, countless other places to get help. And she knew the best of the best. It was working with the best of the best and had the amazing like treatments and all the things that obviously some were painful, some weren't. And all of a sudden, um, just things took a turn for the worse, but we didn't really know it. So about a month before she passed, I got to come over and see her because she went into like she was gone for seven months, so she came back and wanted to just be with her family, and I wanted to respect that. No matter how much I wanted to push, I was like, no, that's not what she wants. And so I just I just came over, so like a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago now, and we talked, and we got to share, and um, we just got to pray together. And shortly after that, she's like, God told me I was healed. She texted God, told me I was healed. And that was other, she had other divine appointments too. And I was like, okay. And from that encounter, I was like, yes, this is going to go well. And then I was on my way back from Minnesota visiting my friend, and I just got a text. And the reason, like, obviously I'm getting emotional right now, sorry. The reason I recount, I recount these beautiful moments is because they were, they were such gifts from the Lord to me. And I'm choosing to think on these as gifts from the Lord. And they are. But I'm choosing to look for that silver lining. Because many people were devastated from her passing. Many people are grieving, still reaching out to me. Um, because we started the GoFundMe and everything. So people probably thought I'd know more. But I didn't really. And so I looked at these. Like, what is there to learn through this, Lord? And that's coming. I'll, I'll, I'll share more pointers. But for now... I was about two weeks before her passing and she just said, texted like, I don't know, dude, you know, she had other things coming up, procedures. And I was like, oh, it's time to go now. And I, I just felt in my spirit to go over there, whether I was invited or not, like love, it doesn't force, but it presses through even the hard things is what I felt. And love was like pressing through. And so you know, I show up and uninvited, mind you. And she's like, oh, here we go. But she loved me. So I knew I was like, no, here we go. Like, I'm going to intercede for my friend. And when I saw her, um, my spirit didn't know how long, but my spirit knew not long. And again, it was another gift, right? Because I did press through. I listened. Now, you guys, I could have like my my um, I was gone all weekend and I missed my family and I was like, no, I got to go home. I have food in the freezer, um, cooler thing like and then just I followed that inner knowing. I followed that inner knowing to go and go fast and don't even know I didn't speed, but don't look back. Your family will be fine. Like, I'll take care of your family. I'm like, OK, I'm going. I'm going to trust you, Lord. I got a release from my husband. He was like, yep, go. And I just was like, I'm going to lay hands on her and pray and I walk in healing. Right. And so, like I said, I got there and my spirit was like, oh, we're here. We're here. And I just got to sit with her and pray with her, man. I went to the courts of rooms of heaven. I was like, Lord, seriously, (laughs) like, no, like not her, not this one. And, um, wow, what a gift. Thank you, God, for that gift. But I just got to sit with her and visit with her and her husband, visit, meaning not talk a lot, just stare at each other and just be in their pain, be in their world. Like it's such a gift, right? I don't take it for granted that I get to be there. And I was welcomed there. And uh, just like a few other times before, 
I felt like my, my spirit man was like, you know, it'll be less than a month. And it was just starting to grieve. So like, I, and because of my past history and experience, I knew, but I like, you don't know, no, guys, I don't know, no, only God knows. But there was something that I couldn't stop grieving at that point. So before I left, I just, because I was like, I'm staying here forever, right? Like, I'm making myself a home on her, on her couch. And she's like, no, I, I want to take a nap. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll be here when you wake up. And she's like, no, I want to I want to take a nap by myself with my family. And I'm like, oh, fine. And anyway, that was the last time I got to see her. And within two weeks, she passed. But in that time, my spirit, like, I couldn't stop grieving. And I definitely, in the last 10 minutes of trying to pray over her, I just turned my face away so she wouldn't have to see. I just was weeping and weeping and weeping. And so my spirit man, I knew from history, was like, this is the last time. But God knew I probably couldn't handle knowing that, um, my soul or anything. So even if my spirit was like, this is the last time, I was still like, yes, it might be, but we're going to hold this together here. And two weeks before her passing, I just started the grieving process and... um. God knew he just um, cares for my heart so well. Oh, boy. Uh, He knew I needed that so badly. Because let me take you back to 2007. 2007, I lost like an angel to me, but my dad's late wife, Sylvia. And at the same year of 2007, so in 2007, I lost my dear grandma june and then my dear um sylvia and you're hearing a hose fred's watering stuff outside so anyway it's gotta happen guys we gotta be real and that was 2007 and at the time i was going to school in minnesota i was on my way home grandma passed shortly after that sylvia passed and it was like so intense for me when she passed sylvia because not only was she my friend, I don't know, she loved me and fully accepted me for me, like literally fully accepted me for me in all my brokenness, but she was just so special. And when I lost her, I've never experienced this before and I don't have all the, I don't understand it all, so I'm not going to try to unpack that for you. But when I lost her, I, I, I felt a physical, her departing from the earth physically. And yes, I'm a feeler, but this was like, like I felt like I was passing with her. Okay. And I didn't know. So at the time I was 27. Whew. And I didn't know what was going on. All I knew is one of my best people I ever knew. One of my best friends, like literally my dad's, it, there was so much to this passing, like didn't see it coming cancer, but he was in love. I mean, never, a never a harsh word between those two ever. And it was just true. It actually made me, their relationship made me believe in love again, because I definitely lost hope in that at the time. And so I was like, wow, Lord, this is amazing. And so when she passed, I felt it physically. And for about six months, my family and I, I'll speak for myself though, kind of went to a dark place for six months. I was like, are you even real God? And I know that's rough, right? That's accusing God, but I'm just going to be transparent and I'm just safe in that. I, I, I know where I am now and I know my truth now. But at that time, I didn't know I could like, I don't know if the word backslidden, I didn't know. But in, seriously, in 2007, for six months, some people were kind of concerned. 
But I was like, who, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Like this much pain? Can someone even handle it? Now, granted, this is after my own divorce. This is after multiple traumas. Okay, I've already shared a little of that. This was uh, the passing of Sylvia. But I didn't realize till I was about to lose Ida that I learned something super valuable in the passing of Sylvia's, um, Sylvia passing. Because in when I passed, when Sylvia was passing, I did not know how to protect my heart in a, in a good way. And I didn't know how to position my heart. And I'm going to share a, about how I position my heart this time. And maybe somebody will be blessed by it. Maybe somebody will take a nugget from this and, man, not suffer so deeply from a loss, you know, that's coming or whatever in the future. So with Sylvia, I didn't have the skill sets and tool sets, knowledge. All I knew was we loved her hard. We loved her deeply. Uh, we were connected literally like, um, definitely soul sisters, but God brought her into our lives and it just blessed us so much. My dad too. And that was a huge part of it. And when I lost her and I felt that physical departure, like something happened, I was like, not right. And then God led me back. Like I was led back to God by the spirit and he just pursued me and chased me down and just wouldn't let go of me. So grateful. And so this time around, and even Ida, my dear friend Ida and her husband were at Sylvia's celebration of life, funeral, whatever. And she even said, like, texted the next morning because she knew it was like, boom, devastated. Like, this is a part of the master's plan. And I don't even, I don't see it even now, but I trusted that God spoke through my dear friend Ida. So before Ida's passing, like I said, let's go back to two weeks before her passing, like um, a month and a half ago. I don't know. God just gave me that gift. He knew I needed to start the grieving process early. He he loved me enough to and protects me enough to like do that. And this time, um, this time, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna protect my heart. Like, I'm gonna let you protect my heart, God. And I'm gonna position my heart to not do a few things. I'm gonna position my heart to not blame you, Lord even if I don't understand and still don't understand, I'm going to position my heart to not fall completely to pieces <clears throat> because my family needs me and like the life actually keeps going. Um, and I'm going to position my heart to be protected from lies of the enemy. Now there's more coming up. I'm going to share a little bit more, but for now let's hold on. Let's just hang here for a second before with Sylvia's passing, I felt super powerless. <clears throat> Most of my life, I actually felt powerless. But I really didn't know how to position my heart for healing. Um, for healing, position my heart. That's not what I meant. Position my heart for the passing and losing someone deeply, the grief. Now, I can't control this or that. I'm not trying to control things and numb out. I'm not actually sweeping anything under the rug or minimizing it at all. But I... I wanted to position my heart and be like, heart, like, take courage. You'll get through this. You got through this before and you got through worse. Heart, soul, you know, take courage. You you don't get to fall apart. Now, did I feel grief? Am I still grieving? Did I allow myself, oh, days at least, <clears throat> at least three days of just quiet, like deep inner, um, just quiet, didn't reach out, didn't text, not, not in a bad way, not in a self-destructive way. Like, uh, it didn't, I needed that time with just me and God in, inside of me and grieving my friend who wasn't gone yet, but I knew I was starting to feel her fade as we were going. The time was going. 
So I was positioning my heart to not blame God, like I said, to not fall apart because guess what? My kids need me the next day. My kids need me every time, right? My husband needs me. They deserve a mom that shows up, a mom that comes home, the mom that is all there, you know, and doing her best. And I also position my heart to be protected from the lies of the enemy because he wanted to eat this for lunch, like eat me for lunch, like and spit me out, right? Uh, badly. And I'm just, I'm thinking, like I was thinking right before I hit record, did I accuse him? Did I accuse God? Because in my past, my MO was to just blame, blame shift, accuse and then be under guilt, shame, and condemnation from all that. I remember because it was like soups traumatic getting ready to lose her and just knowing she was, I mean, all the fighting we did, I just, I'm still processing through it. Meaning in prayer on her knees, fasting, holding the line, right? Holding the line. Um, all that we did, I was like, what did, what was that worth? Like, what was that for? And so I believe it wasn't so much accusation, but I did remember coming back to repent a couple times, just be like, Lord, I'm sorry, because in my weakness or whatever, in my humanness, I was like, what is this? Grieving, grieving, grieving in a couple mornings. So the morning, so two weeks before she passed, every like three days in a row, there was just such deep grieving, like feeling like I was drowning, like grieving bad. Um, so I couldn't really breathe very well. And I just was like, no, and probably anxiety, but it was just deep grief. And I was like, heart, take courage, heart, take courage. Miranda, come on, you got this. Heart, take courage. And my spirit, I was just really having my spirit speak to my soul. I'm going to try to wrap this up. Um, but I wanted to share a couple of things that really helped me this time around, other than the positioning my heart. Um, I do want to really, too, touch on, though, the miracles. <sighs> wow. God's faithfulness in the last year. And I'm sure there were so many miracles before this of opening doors to get her to the right people, right places, right time. But in the last year, the miracles of the deep pain in her body she was experiencing that would disappear, okay, released, be released with our prayers and people praying, um, not being able to even get out of bed to walking onto a plane in, a, in one morning, miracle. Tons of miracles, actually, because it was such deep pain that she didn't share really, but that I was like, oh, we didn't even know how much you were moving God, right? So I praise you, Lord, for that. And I will, I continue to, and that's like the the gifts, but like the encouragement that was like, no, he's faithful and he was there. He was definitely there. But a few things that would help you if you who are listening and just have ears to hear and are really needing something here, nuggets from this. I asked the Lord looking back, like what help, what is still helping me through this? But being really transparent with your loved ones, like your safe loved ones. <sighs> I gotta take a deep breath. Being really transparent with your loved ones, like this is what I'm going through right now. And I just need a minute. How about how about a week, right? I need a minute. And reaching out to those you trust. And that was for me like um, a bestie who just lost her mom a couple years ago. How did you do this? Like... Obviously, Ida wasn't my mom, but she was my sister in Christ. And like, dude, just we knew, you know, you'd text up. Oh, I was just thinking about you just so much, so much. It's hardly, words hardly describe, but reach out to those you trust. I reached out to my bestie because I was like, dude, how did you do this? Like, help, 
please help. And she did. She just prayed on the spot. That's the types where I couldn't breathe and whatever. I reached out to her. It was literally a lifeline. Um, have candid conversations with God. Like candid. There is no sugarcoating it with him. I don't even know what can get healed with sugarcoating. Uh, I can't. What can get healed with sweeping things under the rug and pretending that it's not happening? Like I was going to face it. I'm going to face it now or I'm going to face it in the future. And I still might have fragments of what's the word I'm looking for. Traces of pain and grief in the future. I still might have those, but I'm going to face it because I know that pain and emotional trauma and grief and junk that gets shoved deep, it doesn't go well with my body. It doesn't go well for my the people around me, my family. Like that quote, I probably quoted before, but pain that doesn't get transformed or whatever tra- will just get transferred here, here, and here. If it doesn't get transferred, it gets, or transformed, it gets transferred and it goes wherever to someone else, down. I mean, it's just not. Candid conversations with God. Like, what is going on? Journaling. I journaled. I'm journal. I always, I'm still journaling. It's just, that's for me, like, you know, written prayers. Um, I just had candid conversations with him. Raw, raw weeping, vulnerability with God. He knew when I was mad. He knew I was, you know, that's another one. So, so far I have to be transparent with loved ones. Safe ones, please. Reach out to those you trust. Candid conversation with God. And I just, I visualize my heart positioned in the Father's hands. Like, I I visualized it. I was like, no, it's in your hands, Lord. My heart is yours and it's in your hands and it's the safest place it can be. And I'm not taking it back to to wreck it. Like, it's yours. And also, please be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Allow the rest, meaning this is what I mean by this so far, but allow rest and time to heal. And I carved out that inner quietness, right? Like coming, you know, just talking with me and God, just quiet, period. I carved out the time to rest. I still... If I'm like, no, I'm not pushing it today like I usually would, I'm grieving. And, you know, the funeral was just last week. Uh, Sorry, the celebration of life was just last week. And that was, I guess, the final goodbye. I I don't know. We we were blessed to be able to go to her home um, or her parents' home. They're wonderful people. And so, like, standing on their land is when I really, like, released things and got that grief to go. Because closure, like, who even gets it sometimes? Not cool. But being gentle with yourself, like allowing time to rest and time to heal. Um, Just in parting, I just feel like I was powerless. If the, the word powerless just comes to mind when I think of like my past and so much that happened in my past and just previous trauma going through. And it's like this time I, I just believed and I just took that that power on and I'm just like I'm going to be powerful in my decisions I'm going to be powerful in my choices this time through grief and I'm still like I said processing through it it's almost been a month but it's still like I just knew I needed to do this just for me um thank you for listening this has been one of those vulnerable 
deep things, but I just feel like it was part of my process. And thank you for being here for it. One thing my coach did say is she's like, there's always something to be learned from grief. Look for it. Ask God for it. And I was like, really? What? I'm still waiting. And then she also said, don't make any major decisions in the middle, like during this. So those were from her and I love her. She's the best, but um, I hope you got some nuggets out of this. Thank you for being a part of this and um, just release peace over to every single person listening. And the grace and mercy, I release grace and mercy to process any grief or stored trauma or grief that you've yet not yet dealt with or anything that Holy Spirit's bringing to mind. Peace, grace, and mercy. Okay, bye.